Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad. It's now time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. Today, I wanted to talk to you about an article I just read. What a way to kick off our week. And this is a great way for us to celebrate. That's right. Today is a day for celebration. It is podcast episode officially number 250. 250 episodes under our belt. We've been doing this for a little while and we appreciate all your support. And we appreciate all you subscribers and people who tune in every day. We promise to continue to do this for as long as time will allow us to, so that we can continue to bring you quality content each day with regard to Agile and the way to do things. Today, the topic for 250, I had to dig deep to find one. I want to talk to you about the difference between a to-do list and being a good how shall I put it? Being responsible with your time, getting things done, right? And I hear all the time, people say, oh, have a to-do list with all the things you need to do. But someone brought up a challenge. So there was recently a blog post I read uh, by a gentleman named Nier, N-I-R, and he talks about the case against having a to-do list and the difference uh, between a to-do list and like a schedule builder, so to speak, and what the difference is between the two. Now, admittedly, to-do lists were originally intended and designed to help keep us on task, keep us on track, but there's three theories that I want to talk about that make to-do lists a little less palatable. The first theory is something I talked about in a previous podcast. It was called Eat the Frog First. I know it sounds silly, but sometimes when you have a to-do list, we tend to take that one thing on a to-do list that we really don't want to do, and we push it further and further down a to-do list, and it's something that never gets done. So what winds up happening is the to-do list is a list of very easy things that we get done so we can feel like we've accomplished a lot of things during the day. But the problem is it sometimes serves as a distraction to keep us from doing the things that we really need to do. So the question is, how can we leverage a better system than just a to-do list? Because to be honest, to-do lists make you completely tired, right? They'll wear you out. They'll wear you out physically. They'll wear you out mentally. It's just you look at this daunting list of all these things you need to do. Now, I know what you're thinking. Lee, what about a backlog? That's exactly what a product backlog is. But it's not. Because if you think about it and you get to a mentality of current sprint plus two, what ends up happening is you're not creating a to-do list, but you're scheduling work into allocated time boxes so that they're shorter time boxes with actionable deliverables. So in essence, instead of saying agility is do whatever's needed now when it's needed with no planning, agility has planning aspects to it that help us do shorter integrated time boxes. Now, does that mean that we still have to respond to change? Of course. Does it mean that we still have to be available for things? Of course. Does it mean we still have meetings? Of course. Does it mean we'll still have some to-do list or backlog? Absolutely. But we shouldn't be to a point where either A, we're planning out our uh, schedule builder for the next three years, because in that case, you're going back into waterfall type behavior, but you also shouldn't have just a simple to-do list. And I think this is one of the traps that a lot of people who use Kanban approaches make when they're switching from doing a traditional approach to an agile approach to a Kanban approach. They feel like they can just do this first in, first out list for everything. Now, if you're a services team and you're providing services to the rest of your organization, perhaps that'd work right quite well and they'd be right in the wheelhouse of what you need to do. But if you are a true agile organization building a product, sometimes it's hard for you because you have to have balance between the work that you're allocating to time box schedules, and which is sprints, <laughs> and the work that's contained in a backlog, because there is this 
this, this balance. And I think that this is a big aha moment for a lot of agilists. And that's why I saved it for 250. I think that if you try too hard to plan too far ahead and you're running before you're crawling and walking, what's happening is you're, you're, you're literally creating a scrummer fall. It's a waterfall of scrum sprints. And that's, and that's not where you want to be. Uh, you can be forcing yourself in the opposite direction of what you want to do. If you're forcing yourself too far in a pendulum towards Kanban and you're just doing a list and checking things off one at a time, sometimes you're missing out on the things that really need to be done. The truth is, if you've ever created a to-do list, I want you to think about this metaphorically. If you've ever created one, do you ever really finish everything that you promised to do on a list? Or at the end of the list, you always think of one additional thing. And then the next day, you get part of the list that repeats itself. You get some things that are new. Your list becomes longer and not shorter. It's like that never-ending credit card debt. And it just keeps repeating itself. And it keeps what's, what's happening is you're putting yourself in a position where the list is making you think that you are the problem because you're not getting the list done. And wow, right? It's just, if you do this with agile teams, and instead of having them with a backlog that just sits forever and rots because it's stuff that's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items that needs to be done, thousands of items. But you also don't plan things flying by the seat of your pants. You need to have some things that are absolutely planned for the sprint you're in, of course, and for subsequent sprints, but you do still have to be able to uh, respond to change. So it has to be a delicate balance. It almost has to be like miniature waterfalls. I know that sounds crazy, but it's almost what it is. Successful agile is being able to forecast and plan for things that you're trying to do. And this is what, what's drawing popularity to things like safe scaled agile framework, right? Because they have product increment planning and they have agile release trains. So what they've done is they've created the scheduling bucket, but they're still using aspects of agile to drive the scheduling bucket. And I think that this is where the big aha comes from. It's, it's an identity crisis of, do I have this list of things to do that is always incomplete and nothing to reinforce and it's completely random? Do I have this rigid schedule that tells me what I'm going to be doing for the next five years that contains thousands of items of backlog rot? Or do I have this balance in between where I'm really doing what I should be doing from an agile perspective? And I think this is the aha moment. The list often leads you to be distracted and distraction screws up whatever you're trying to do and and it takes away from traction and focus. So the number one, the number one uh, value in Scrum is focus. And if you think about that, focus, uh, you know, is traction, right? Traction and focus should kind of go together. Both of those words come from, and for those of you who know me, you know, I'm a big Latin fanatic. Both of those words come from trahir, which means to pull. Both words, uh, both words also end with uh, the sixth letter word, action, which means that traction and distraction are actions that we decide to take, not things that randomly happen to us. <laughs> I know you weren't expecting that. I'm going to say it one more time. Ready? Both of these words, traction and distraction, end with the word action. And that means that we decide to take action. It's not something that randomly happens to us. It's a conscious decision that we make. So distraction are actions that move us away from what we really want. And traction are actions that move us towards what we really want. Wow, this is just fantastic when you think about it this way, because once you understand the distinction between traction and distraction, you'll quickly discover that distractions hide themselves in things like 
to-do lists <laughs> and that you can, you know, you can, uh, you can, you can move away from what you're trying to do and what your main goal is. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing to me to see that when people start their day, they, they often miss some of the simple things. And I remember there was a military guy who said, the number one thing you can do is uh, to make your bed. Because then if nothing else happens that day, you don't get anything else done. At least you had your bed made. And, and, and I love that way of thinking, right? I think it's just, we try to run faster and faster to get things done, but sometimes we don't realize until it's too late that we're running so fast, but we're running in the wrong direction. Then when we finally realize that we don't have enough allocated time necessary to work on the more important things, the frog, and we tell ourselves, it's okay. You know, I got things crossed off my list. So I justify it when justifying things is literally the piece that destroys the fun in life. So I'm not saying to-do lists are terribly bad, but to-do lists take away from planned actions and you need planned actions that create traction, not distraction. Wow. There we go. So it's kind of funny because I think that if you, if you looked into uh, studies, regard, whether it's a time study, whether it's uh, psychology-based studies, that people are spending more time doing things, wasting time than they are doing things that are constructive. And I think we can all agree with that. But the research also backs that we can reclaim the joy that we have in our everyday lives by focusing on the things that are the most important, by serving others. And, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say in the long run is instead of being a to-do list manager and, <laughs> and doing those kind of things, become a proactive schedule builder and schedule things in like taking time off, like taking care of yourself, your body, your well-being, taking care of your family, taking care of the things that are most important to you. You know, some people say that when you keep a calendar that, uh, you know, it, it's better than a to-do list. And I feel like as long as you're not being a slave to the calendar, it is. I think the schedule builder is the person who really knows how to get that balance. So I guess here's, here's the crux. And I think that if we boil this all down to one thought, to one thought, this is the thought. What I want you to do from now on is measure yourself, not by what you finished, but whether you did what you said you were going to do for as long as you said you would do it without being distracted. So that's my challenge to you. I'm going to say it one more time. Measure yourself. Not by what you finished, but whether you did what you said you were going to do for as long as you said you would do it without being distracted. And if you could do that, then bam, you are going to be successful. That is the difference between a to-do list and a scheduled activity. And I think that scheduled activities are something that are healthy. It's going to help us as we come out of this pandemic, as we start to plan things in our life and we start to plan things with our family and even applicable in the agile world, especially, right? That it's important for us to have a plan and to not live and die by a to-do list. But we also don't want to make the plan so rigid and so far reaching that it restricts us from putting in activities and being able to respond to change. What a 250. If this one didn't blow your mind, none of them will. I appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate the fact that you take time to listen to me every day. I appreciate the fact that you give me some comments. I'm hoping really strongly that you show some love today. 250 is a big milestone. We are so grateful for each one of you to listen. Uh, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Tune in for the rest of the week, more exciting episodes. Until next time, do take care.